Welcome to the Real Life Weight Loss Podcast, where we cut through the confusion and get down to the truth about what really works for real people when it comes to losing weight, having incredible health, and a body that you love. We believe that losing weight is really about gaining life, doing things you never thought you could, having renewed confidence, and enjoying your body more than ever. I'm your host, Corey Little. Now let's get to it. Hello to all of you incredible people who are smart enough to listen to this podcast. Welcome back. So today we're going to get into some stuff that can be really helpful for you if you like to try to find the healthiest foods at the grocery store when you go shopping, or if you eat out more than once per week. Maybe you're like a bunch of Americans and you eat out on on an even more regular basis. If that's you, if either of those are you, then today could be incredibly helpful. So let's start with some really kind of uh, kind of sobering, smack-in-the-face truth. <laughs> Researchers have determined that diet-related disease is the number one cause of poor health in the United States. Guys, we are eating ourselves to disease, and we're eating ourselves to death. Obesity, type 2 diabetes, immune and, and autoimmune diseases, poor brain health, cardiovascular disease, that's stuff like heart attacks and, you know, all that fun stuff. And then also some cancers. All of that is related to what we eat and what we don't eat. But here's the thing. Let's get honest about it. It's tough, right? I mean, and it can really be confusing. Like if you're not a nutrition expert, it's like, how do I navigate all of this? How do I know what truly is healthy and truly is good for me and isn't good? Like, you know, the restaurant has a little (laughs) green leaf next to this item on their menu, which means it's supposed to be good for me. So maybe I'll try that. But is it really good for me? Or what about that product at the grocery store that says, you know, can supplies whatever your required daily allowance of five different vitamins and minerals? Does that mean it's okay? Does that mean I should eat that? Or what if something says it contains whole grains? How about that thing? Ah, (laughs) If you've tried to lose weight and you've struggled, you're probably all too familiar with this. Confusion and frustration just makes you want to throw up your hands and quit because you've already got a big enough mountain ahead of you to just put forth the willpower and the effort and the discipline, right? And then you're like, okay, the last thing I need is for this to be confusing on top of it. Guys, if you've tried to lose weight and you've struggled and you've failed in the past, You know I like to shoot you straight and tell you the truth, but it's not entirely your fault. (laughs) You're facing two really big industries that say on the surface that they want to help, but do they really? And that's what we're going to talk about today. So I'm going to share with you some insight into the food manufacturing industry and then also into restaurants, into and also into our behavior at restaurants. So the first thing that I want to talk about is that, is the restaurant portion, because a recent study just came out of Tufts University School of Medicine. A huge amount of research just came out about Americans and their eating habits when dining out. And here was the big thing they discovered, is that we're eating out more than ever. But the question is, is what are we eating? Like, there are really great healthy options in restaurants now, right? 
Well, yeah, so that is true. But the researchers wanted to really simplify this, so they did what they called a nutritional quality score. They based it off of just good old tried and true principle, nutrition principles that are from the American Heart Association. And they gave each meal at various restaurants a score of either poor quality, like the meal was just kind of terrible, <laughs> like it nutritionally was poor quality, or medium quality, or ideal quality. And so here's what they found. We're eating out more than ever. And when eating at fast food restaurants, only 30% of the meals were medium quality, only 30%. And the other 70% were of poor quality. No, basically, none were ideal. It was such a small percentage that were ideal. It wasn't even 1%. 30% of the restaurant, or excuse me, of the meals that we eat at fast food restaurants is medium quality, kind of so-so, 30%. And then 70% are poor quality. That's at fast food restaurants. But, but Corey, hold on. What about sit-down restaurants? Like, a, you know, at a nicer restaurant, it's easier to get healthier stuff. Like, I can order a, sal a salad with grilled chicken and so forth, these things, right? Okay, good. I hear you. But let's see what the research told us. At these nicer sit-down restaurants, 50% of the meals we're consuming are of poor nutritional quality. Half of them and the other half aren't ideal. 50, the other 50% are only of medium nutritional quality. <laughs> now, you may be thinking, Corey, okay, that I, I get that, but like me and my family, we go out to eat as a treat. Like, we don't do it all the time. You know, if we go out, we're planning to splurge and have a hamburger or pizza or whatever. Well, let's see what the research said. <laughs> That's not necessarily true. <laughs> Here's the thing, guys. If it were really only once every now and then, then great. You know, splurge, have fun, enjoy, whatever. That would be fine. But that's not how it is. And the research actually showed the flip-flop of that, the inverse of that to be true. People who go out to eat at a restaurant rarely, so the people who would say, oh, I'm going to splurge, those are the people that actually choose the best meals when they go. <laughs> and then the people who eat out most frequently at restaurants, they are typically the ones to choose the worst meals. What? It's crazy. It doesn't make sense. But suddenly we begin to see why maybe we have the problems that we have. Oh, it's enough to make you want to throw up your hands and quit, right? But that's not all. That's just restaurants. So let's look at the food manufacturing industry. So that's the things you buy at grocery stores, obviously. Well, there was recently an incredible special on 60 Minutes. I say recently. I don't know how recent it was. A client of mine sent this to me because she found it fascinating. And I found it fascinating as well. The 60 Minutes reporters just really did a deep dive into the food manufacturing industry and specifically the uh, flavor experts, these chemists who are responsible for creating these various flavors that are made, that are used in different food manufacturing. And what I'd like to do is to share a few direct quotes with you from this 60 Minutes special. I think it will be very eye-opening. <laughs> I think it will probably be very shocking and might make you rethink some of the things you purchase at the grocery store. So I'll share some of these quotes with you. I'm going to share a few big problems that I see from, uh, you know, a nutritionist standpoint, and then we'll bring it all together. Here we go. Quote number one, when it comes to flavor, you don't want a long linger because you're not going to eat more of it if it lingers. <laughs> Quote number two, 
We want the flavor to make you want to eat it, the food, over and over again. It's like sex. You want to do it again and again until you finally get a headache. What? Let's take the sex part out of that and let's just condense this. We want the flavor to make you want to eat the food over and over and over again until you finally get a headache. That's from the scientists who are developing the flavors in the foods that you're purchasing from the grocery store. And then here's another quote. There's no question. We're trying to create irresistible food. (laughs) Oh my goodness. If this were a court case, I mean, guilty, guilty, guilty. We don't even need to have the trial, right? My goodness. There's two massive problems here in case you're missing it. Problem number one, they're trying to create foods that are basically addictive. Irresistible, addictive foods that make you want to eat them so much that you finally get a headache. Like, oh, I've just had too much of this. Irresistible, addictive foods that make you want to overeat. That's problem number one. Problem number two is that they're creating fake man-made flavors And your taste buds and your brain are being duped. There's another quote. They said, With the health and obesity issues in America, now flavor creators, the scientists, are on a mission to make products that taste just as good, just as salty or sweet or gooey, but without all of the added fat, sugar, and salt. (laughs) Wait wait a minute. Okay, hold on. So, So here's the thing. These... Taste creators, these chemists, these flavor experts, the food manufacturers as a whole, they've realized, hold on, wait a minute, there's a health and obesity, uh, you know, epidemic in America, and people are going to want healthier foods, so what should we do? Okay, well, hold on, wait, let's create flavors, fake flavors that taste just as good, just as salty, just as sweet or gooey, but we got to figure out a way to do that without all of the added fat and the sugar and the salt. We got to make a way to taste the, to, we, we have to find a way to make a food taste salty or sweet or gooey without the salt and without the sugar and without the goo. <laughs> Dear God, like, do we really think that the end product is going to be good for us? It's fake. How about we just eat normal, natural foods? Oh my gosh, is that such a crazy, novel concept? My friends, we've drowned our taste buds in so many bizarrely strong and sweet and salty and intense synthetic flavors that there's no way we could actually just enjoy a basic apple. I mean, why would a basic apple or a strawberry taste good if you've been eating man-made foods that have a super intensified flavor? It's like taste on steroids, added flavor, added salt, added sugar, added fat. That's what your taste buds are sensing. And then when you eat something basic, it's like, that's no good. Don't give me that. (laughs) This reminds me, I've shared this story before. We have some friends who love soft drinks, not diet soft drinks, but the regular full sugar soft drinks. And we were eating some fresh fruit one day. And Allie, my wife, and I had some cantaloupe, and we tasted it, and it was so delicious. It was so sweet and so flavorful and so good. And these soft drink-loving friends had some, and they said, wow, that's that's just that cantaloupe. That's mm, It's really not that good, is it? It really doesn't have much flavor. I think they were the ones that brought the cantaloupe to the function. And, oh, it's no good. It, it's not sweet at all. Well, of course it's not sweet. You've been bathing your tongue and your taste buds in sugar nonstop all day long 
from your soft drinks. <sighs> We're abusing our taste buds on a daily basis and then wondering why we don't like spinach or apples or strawberries or just good old basic natural foods that are the very things that will lead us to the goals that we want in life. But here's the thing. Let's get down to the baseline point. Like, we have to ask the question, why? Why do food manufacturers and restaurants do this? Like, why don't they just serve great, healthy food? The stuff that I'm talking about, the normal natural foods that are wonderful and that they truly have great natural flavors inherently in them. Like, why don't they do that? Why don't they serve that? Why don't they sell that? Well, I'm glad you asked. And that brings us to the last quote that I will share with you from the 60 Minute Special. They said, the consumers, that's us guys, that's you, that's me. The consumers are interesting as much as they say they want to be healthy. If it doesn't taste as sweet, they're like, eh, I don't want it. <laughs> and that brings us to our don't miss this bottom line, take home point, turn the volume up, listen, please hear me. Point number one, restaurants and food manufacturers are not on your side. They don't care about you trying to lose weight. They don't care about your health. I guess maybe unless you die, because then it would be a lawsuit and you wouldn't be able to buy any more of their food. They don't care about your health. They don't care about helping you reach your goals. But you kind of can't blame them because they're just giving us what we want. Because when we say, oh, I want to be healthy, but that food they're selling us doesn't taste as sweet or as salty or as gooey, then we're like, eh, I don't want it. I'm not going to buy it again. <laughs> and these restaurants and these food manufacturers, they are in business to make money. And if you don't buy their foods, then they're going to go out of business because they're not going to make money. So guys, you cannot rely on them to help when they're catering to your weakness. It's like a drug addict hoping that his drug dealer, that his drug supplier will help him get sober. <laughs> nope, it's not how it works, is it? We can see it so clearly in that instance. Yet we keep going back to the same thing. Oh, well, maybe I can trust what this food manufacturer says. Oh, well, maybe I can trust what's on this package. Oh, well, maybe I can trust that this food is healthy. And that's just not the case because they're not on your side and they don't care about your weight loss goals. And this brings us up to the big take-home point number two. Your health is your responsibility. Period. That solves our problems. It's, it's a much more difficult path. Realizing that we can't just trust the food manufacturers and the restaurants is more difficult. But oh, it's the only way you'll ever be successful. Guys, it is your body. And you must make decisions to take care of it. The decisions you make will lead to the goals that you have and the results that you want, or it won't, period. But you can't rely on someone else to lead you to those results or those goals. Your body and your health are your responsibility. And so when we think of this, when it comes to restaurants, when it comes to eating out, embrace it. Okay, this is, it's my health, it's my body, and then here's the other thing. It's your money also. 
So when you go out to eat, be specific and detailed when ordering. Don't just assume, oh, they say this is healthy, it'll be fine. But God, that sure, that sure did seem buttery. Man, that sure did seem really sweet. No, 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 no. Be specific and detailed when ordering your food. Be friendly. You don't, don't be a jerk about it. Be friendly, but be specific and explain exactly what you want and how you want it. You are the customer. You're paying the bill. You're the one putting this stuff inside your body. So be specific and explain exactly what you want when it comes to the restaurants. And when shopping, when going to the grocery store, should we just trust what's on the package? No, no, not necessarily. Be very choosy when purchasing items that food manufacturers are pumping out and wanting you to buy. Don't forget, they're not going to check back with you in six weeks to see if their product helped you achieve your goals. All they're looking at is, wait a minute, what's the bottom line? Are we making money off that product? Nope. Okay, people must not like the way it tastes. Get rid of it. Do something else. I've actually seen this with some fast food restaurants. They started a, a healthier portion of their menu. You know, they started to offer some much healthier options and they had a, a light menu or a healthy side menu or whatever. And I was like, oh, this is great. This is fantastic. And then over the time, over time, over the months, over the years, suddenly it wasn't there anymore. You know why? Because they're not making any money off of it because we're not ordering it. <laughs> Oh, and even if we were ordering it, can we really trust what's in it? We have to know what's going on, guys. We It's our responsibility when it comes to eating out or shopping. So when shopping, be super choosy when you're purchasing items that food manufacturers are pumping out. Watch out for what I call the insecure foods. Anything that has to scream at you about how good it is, <laughs> that's the definition of being insecure. Natural. If you see this on, on uh, a food package, be wary. Natural contains whole grains made with real strawberries. Oh, my dear Lord, if it's not made with real strawberries, what is it? I mean, I saw something the other day that said made with real chocolate. I mean, it should be made with real chocolate. <laughs> what is everything else fake chocolate? They are, it's like they're almost proud that they're using real strawberries or real chocolate. It's, it's, it's crazy. And then here's another one of my favorites contains 37% of your daily allowance for vitamin C or contains whatever percent of some other vitamin. Okay, that that's maybe great for that vitamin, but it doesn't say anything else about the rest of what's in that food. All of that kind of stuff, natural, contains whole grains. Those are telltale signs of an insecure food. And here's the crazy thing. <laughs> you don't ever see that kind of packaging on broccoli, right? Broccoli just sits over there. No, doesn't need to scream, hey, I'm super healthy, because we know it's super healthy. <laughs> Broccoli's not insecure. We don't see that kind of packaging on broccoli or on a sweet potato or on an apple. No, because they're not insecure, because they know and we know that those are fantastic options. So a quick review here, guys. Number one, we need to understand that restaurants and food manufacturers are not on our side. They don't care about your health and weight loss goals. So... We need to realize that our health is our responsibility, and we're the only one that can take ourselves, that can lead us to the results we want and the goals that we have. Why? Why is that case? Why is that the case? Why is it our responsibility? Well, see point number one, <laughs> because restaurants and food manufacturers don't care about your health and weight loss goals. I hope this has been equally eye-opening and also maybe a little encouraging. 
if you've struggled to lose weight, like I said at the very beginning of the episode, it's not entirely your fault. And if you need more guidance and more insight on how to do it, or maybe a next best step to get started, don't forget about the two free resources that I offer. One is my anti-diet class, where I talk about three of the big things that most diets teach that are totally misleading, and the three things that we do inside my coaching group that really help to set you on the right path and to begin to see weight loss in the right, kind of to see the right approach to weight loss in the right frame of mind. And then also my Catalyst Audio program. In that, I pull back the curtain on the diet industry, and I even talk more about stuff like this, about food manufacturers and just how we've kind of got it backwards <laughs> and how we need to kind of flip our perspective if we want to get healthy and move forward in a positive way. I hope this has been helpful. I hope you guys have an amazing day. Take care of yourselves and don't ever forget that there's so much more to you than a number. So don't let the scales dominate your headspace or dictate your emotions or dictate your mood for the entire day. And losing weight is great and you can definitely do it. But losing weight is not just about looking great in a swimsuit or having abs or some stupid thing like that, like you might see on Instagram. Losing weight is really about gaining life. And what I mean by that is that you get to live the life that you've always wanted, that you have more peace of mind, that you have more energy, and that you just enjoy your life more. That's what losing weight's all about. And I believe in you. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you can do it. And I hope you'll believe in yourself. But if you don't, that's okay. Keep listening. I'll keep working on you and we'll get you there. Take care, my friends. God bless. Bye-bye.